Y'all ready for some real flavor? Well, look no further than Mason Jar Money Premium Seasonings. It's time to take your cooking to a whole nother level, y'all. From finger-licking barbecue to down-home soul food, our seasonings brings the Georgia charm to every bite. We've carefully crafted this blend with the taste of the South in mind. Mason Jar Money Premium Seasonings guaranteed to leave money on your mouth. Get that real Southern flavor with Mason Jar Money Premium Seasonings. Use promo code SOM23 today when you check out and receive 20% off your purchase. You can find us at masonjarmoney.com. tune into your favorite podcast this is pie and saved our marriage i'm your host king germ aka the people's champion aka the most electrifying motherfucker in podcast today aka the next door neighbor of danny tanner aka lebron flames aka the king of the lames aka the illegitimate son of carl weathers aka hacksaw jim thuggin aka germ cena aka pod strickland aka fat sajak aka the Brooks Bandit, a.k.a. Mr. Sensible Shoes, a.k.a. Bill Goldberg in the Bedroom, a.k.a. Smoking Germ Frazier, a.k.a. The Best There Is, The Best There Was, The Best There Ever Will Be, a.k.a. Bread DBIC, a.k.a. Rowdy Potty Piper, a.k.a. You Can't Fit This Hustle Inside of a Rapper, a.k.a. The Duke of Dignity, and my last a.k.a. Ravishing Rick Rude. Now cut the music. Now join by my... My lovely co-host, the elegant, the daunting, the always be shopping, the problematic yet well-spoken, Queen Germ. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? It's your girl, Queen Germ, a.k.a. Miss Savannah, a.k.a. I'm educated yet ignorant, a.k.a. the queen of QVC, a.k.a. bipolar mom, a.k.a. I hear no one, a.k.a. my cups runneth over, a.k.a. three dollars is three dollars. A.K.A. a lot of crass with a dab of class. A.K.A. my afro is my halo. And my favorite A.K.A. of them all. Your grade is your motherfucking grade. And I'm in the building. Queen Germs in the building, everybody. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to Pod and Save Our Marriage on all the podcast readers. We own all of them. Uh, if you have any comments, concerns, you can hit us up on the Twitters at Pod Save Marriage. You can hit us up on Instagram at Pod and Save Our Marriage. Or you can hit the email at Pod and Save, that's P-O-D-D-I-N-S-A-V-E-D at gmail.com. Any of those ways you can get in touch with us and uh, leave your concerns, comments, complaints, whatever you got. We also have some merch. You can go to teespring.com backslash users backslash pod and save. Or you can just go to the Instagram links in the bio. Get you some merch. Uh, we do have some sponsors. Uh, shout out to popandstop.com. Hey, did we try any new flavors this week since last week? I mean, uh, uh, pecan toffee, toffee pecan was something new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's good. Um, Crunchy Munchy is amazing. Mm-hmm. They, they moved up to the top. Okay, so you every week you come in with a new favorite. I, I do, and it just it's, it's all about exposure. That's why they need you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. People say diversity. Yes. Try uh, it when you try different things, you figure out what you really like. 
Don't be fooled by thinking, oh, I'm really a salty person, so mm-hmm. I only tried the cheesy, salty stuff. Or I'm only a sweet person. I done tried it all. The kettle corn good. The banana pudding good. I mean, it's a lot of them. Yes. The cinnamon toast crunch, whatever that is, it's something. Yes. It's, 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 yes. it's so, a lot so, going on with it, so, so it's good. So go please check out poppinstop.com and uh, get you some popcorn. We also have another sponsor. we got Mason Jar Money. Uh, Mason Jar Money, some of the best seasons out there. I tried some on my baked chicken the other day, and it was fucking good. I mean, I think I went a little crazy with the port life. It's a, it got a little kick in. It got a little spice to it, a little heat, but it wasn't overpowering the chicken heat. It was just, it added a nice the spice. The chicken already had heat? Well, you know, overpowering the, the chicken, chicken flavor. Chicken flavor. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Yes. So the heat didn't overpower the flavor. It added to it, gave it a nice little kick. And while you're there at Mason Jar Money, use code SOM23, save you some money at checkout. Now, okay. all the panderings out of the way. Queen Jarvis, I got to ask you, how was your week? Okay, so my week has been pretty good. Um, for the most part, I, I got a new appointment, and uh, I, I was in it because I love the children. I'm also in it because I was thinking about how it could benefit me financially, and I realized more contact with more niggas ain't the, the, the thing I need in my life. It's like, y'all black folk, when they said that statement... They trying to get the butter out the duck. <laughs> they trying to get the damn butter out the duck over here. Because when I tell you, this shit is not reasonable. And it ain't even the balance of, okay, the money versus the the time and effort or whatever. It's the fact that the niggas is trying to get the, unreason- the most unreasonable request fulfilled. So I, I didn't have to interact with these people all over campus before. My, my foolery was centralized. And now that I'm all over the place dealing with different people, it's a mess. But um, we're going to make the best out of it. I'm going to do what I got to do because, hey, got to pay these bills. So we good over here. And uh, I'm just making adjustments because mm. that's what it requires. Oh, okay. That's what's up. It scared me when you said new appointment. I was like, oh, what is that? But you mean pointed to a position. Yeah. So shout out to that. As far as my week, um. Really nothing exciting happened. I uh, only worked a couple of days last week. We was off most of the fucking week. Um, back to work this week, full schedule. I did get to experience uh, using a zero-turn lo- uh, lawnmower today. And it was it, it was the learning the learning curve was, uh, you know, it was there. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I would have did better in more open space. You know what I'm saying? But just trying to navigate around the cars and stuff like that, you know, I didn't get the cut as good as I wanted it. So I had to go back over it, you know what I'm saying? But uh, the zero turn is it, quite an experience, you know what I'm saying? So uh, all y'all zero turn guys out there, I know why y'all. I mean, it cuts the the the, the long the mowing time down, and I mean by two thirds, you know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I was I was very impressed. You know, I'm gonna push lower, like I'm gonna push uh, more man myself. You know, I like to get out there in the elements and you know make the work out Do of you it. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I enjoyed that. And that's that's all for my week, man. I'm old. I'm washed. Look at it. The highlight of my week was riding a zero turn lawnmower. Hey, so that that's you what know, you. That's what you choose to share. Yeah, that 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 you know. I don't the know if that's what it is. The washness of King Germ, right mm. there. The highlight was a zero turn mower. Let's go ahead and get to this outline. So, what would you do, time Queen Germ? What would you do is when I ask Queen Germ those pressing questions. And she has to make a choice, either or. She can't say neither. She can't, you know, ride the fence. She has to make a choice. And this week, the situation goes a little something like this. Would you rather flip a coin for a chance to win 
or immediately win a hundred. So what am I doing for the hundred? You say immediately win it. They just gonna hand it to you. Yeah, you just get a hundred dollars. Say, hey, you're Queen Germ. Here's a hundred dollars. Yeah, here's a hundred dollars. Or okay. you can flip a coin to get the two thousand. I'm gonna flip the coin. My odds are good, fifty fifty. I mean, what's a hundred dollars? I blow a hundred dollars in a day. Yeah, exactly. So me winning a hundred dollars ain't that big of a deal. I thought you would take the guaranteed money, knowing you. No, I mean guaranteed win is a lot to lose. A hundred dollars ain't enough for me to guarantee. Like if you said you had a guarantee of a thousand or flip a coin and win two thousand or nothing. I'm probably gonna take the thousand, but if you say two thousand or a hundred, like, like I said, I blow a hundred in a day, so it's it's really not that. So you wouldn't mind losing a hundred? You like uh uh-huh. Because I, I mean, I had the opportunity to win two thousand. You have the fifty percent chance yeah, to of win getting two thousand versus a hundred percent chance of getting a hundred, and then blowing that same hundred. So it's not substantial. So you could, you could spend that hundred and make ten thousand. I could, but I know what I was spending on. Yeah. It wouldn't be something that two made no money. Tickets. Yeah, easy. Done. Two fifty dollar tickets. Yeah. You just like yeah. I, I mean, I got gave, it. Nigga gave me a hundred. So I know. I, hey, I know my luck going up from here. Mm. And then they can be two duds. Yeah. It true. would be fun while I'm scratching, but then once it's over, the thrill is gone. Mm. So I'm gonna go with the, the flip. The flip will get me the two thousand, and if I walk away with nothing, I ain't had nothing, so I ain't lose. Okay, let's sweeten the pot. Sweeten it. Flip a coin for two grand, or take five hundred instantly. Mm, it's a little harder decision, but I'm gonna still flip. Mm, okay, but okay. if it's a 50-50 chance, and you give me half of it guaranteed over here, I'm definitely taking the thousand over flipping for two thousand. Okay, okay, I got you. So okay. what you, what you gonna do? I'm just gonna take the guaranteed hundred. I'm not. I'm so you gonna be lame this time? Yeah, I'm gonna be lame. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it is. It, it, it makes no sense. You know, taking a chance because you know it depends on you know what you. My luck is good. What if it's, especially if the other person is flipping the coin and it ain't well, you they wouldn't let you flip the coin because you can almost I set mean, it up. It, it don't it, even matter. Like it, my luck is good. Like when you put it out there in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. I, whatever I said, if I said it was gonna hit tails, it's gonna hit tails. If I said so it was gonna hit heads, it? I mean, chances are I'm gonna say heads. See, it's tails never fails. Hey, but when I'm talking about me. Mm-hmm. I write the rules, okay. so it's, it's whatever I call. If I sp- feel it in my spirit that day, that is tails. Hey, that's what it'll be. If it's heads, that's what it'll be. But I just feel like, I mean, taking a chance sometimes when the risk is not that great, is worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you gotta put too much on the line, then yeah, go for the small money, get the guarantee. But for me, in this particular situation, I take the flip because if we comparing it to the hundred versus the two thousand. A hundred ain't nothing to lose. Damn. She said it ain't nothing to lose, Charlie. I mean, it ain't. I lose a hundred dollars, like you said. Two lotto tickets. Gone. Jesus. Can't run it back. Y'all heard what Queen Germ said. And um, as far as the poll last week that we put on the podcast, the poll, could you get five yards in NFL with 10 tries? 66% of y'all said yes. 33% of y'all said no. So, 66%. Shout out to y'all. The 33%. Get your motherfucking game up, nigga. You can get them five motherfucking yards. And that's at the time of this recording. So it's still, you know, votes to get in. But at the time of this recording, it's 66 to 33 saying yes over the nose. So come back next week and we'll have another what would you do for y'all. Next up, man, it's what's on the timeline. What's on the timelines? We talk about that topic that everybody's talking about. The one you can't escape. The ones your co-workers talk about at the water cooler. The ones all your friends in the group chat talk about. And this week, it's none other than Kiki Palmer, her baby daddy, and Usher. Now, 
If you've been hiding under rock this past week, uh, Kiki Palmer was at an Usher concert, and Usher doing what he always do at concerts. He, you know, he walks through the crowd singing songs, and you know, um, what's that word people use when you're singing to somebody, serenading, serenading special people in the crowd. Now, now I don't know if it's a, a certain row of people he always hit, is a celebrity row he does, but Usher was going through Kiki Palmer. He was serenading her. No harm, no foul. But then Kiki was all up on Usher. Now, Usher was playing it cool. He was being a professional. He wasn't trying to flirt with her. But Kiki Palmer was goo-goo-ga-god over Usher. And even to a point where she turned around and showed him the cakes when she had a revealing outfit on. And that is what set her baby daddy off. He goes to Twitter and says, you're a whole mom out here. And you know what I'm saying? And and the fallout from that was everybody online attacking him. Now, you had a group, a certain you know sect of people that was defending him. But the, most of the people was attacking him. You know what I'm saying? Saying he was insecure. I don't think he's insecure. I just think he handled it the wrong way. Now, if you're going to check your woman, don't check her in public for social media. Check her when she walk home. So, Queen Germ, I got to ask you, you go to a concert, you get pulled up on stage by a random singer. Are you acting up or are you playing it cool? If he's one of my favorites, I'm acting up. Why? I'm acting up. I'm Why? acting up. And y'all better be glad that I don't take my clothes off because my body is, is not for the public right now. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. If the woman is rubbing and grinding and smiling and whatever for them 30 seconds, them two minutes, whatever this is that we got. It ain't like I had sex with the nigga. It ain't like I told him I want to have sex with the nigga. I don't know what you told this man. You don't. But at the same (laughs) damn time, in this situation, you talking about celebrity to celebrity. She could have had any friend of hers tell Usher that she want to get with him and she could have got with him. It didn't even have to happen on the stage if that's what she wanted. She was enjoying the moment. That was real feelings and something that people shouldn't want to take from another person. I get the right to have my idol. And if I am so fortunate to meet the person in this life, I should be able to act however I want to act. If that person is not bothered by how I'm acting, but what about ain't your nobody, mate? your mate should already know that I'm an Usher fan. You been with me long enough to lay up inside of me and have a baby with me? Nigga, you know I'm loving me some Usher. When you sent me to the concert, okay. you knew how okay. I was going to act if the okay. nigga saw okay. me. Okay, let's okay. So, she wore something that I guess he might didn't approve of. How do you feel about that? Like I don't it's nothing. He should have said something before she left the house, nothing right? You can approve of. What you mean? So, if you got on something <laughs> that going, I don't who, deem who was who was her baby daddy? Is I, her baby daddy a nigga that got some money? It don't matter if he got money. Yes, or not. it does. It's her baby daddy. Oh, baby, it does. So he already know he out of pocket. How's he out of pocket? That's his woman. Nigga, did you buy the outfit? Probably not. Okay then. So there we are. You he, can't put no limitation. And he, that's why he need to stay the fuck at home. He ain't got shit to say when you talking about what I'm wearing, where I'm going, who I'm playing around with on the stage. But you if gotta, I am not having sex with this person, if I'm not making dates, I ain't making arrangements. I'm enjoying the serenade. Is no reason. For us to have any problem because of my outfit or because of my behavior. So, so if your mate, so let's say me, you put on something, I'm like, yo, man, I don't think you should wear that out the house, and you like, fuck that, I'm gonna wear it anyway. How is that not like a lack of respect? It is. What? It's a total lack of respect. That's exactly what it is. But how many times in our recent relationship have I had an issue with you telling me something about how you felt with something I wore or what I was about to do or where I was about to go? The young me, yeah, I was a little more don't want to listen type of person. I'm learning, and we all get the right to learn a little bit, right? So I feel like it's a it's a part of that, but at the same time, respect is not 
it, respect shouldn't really necessarily just be given freely. You got to do something to earn it. I don't care what nobody say because the thing is, it ain't even so much about the money, but you got to know that the, the, the world we live in is based on money. It's based on it. People, I mean, shit, that's what they worship. That, that, that's what it is. And, and people do a lot of things because of what makes the money. If you subject yourself to saying you're going to be a stay-at-home anything, you have subjected yourself to being the person who does not make enough money to have a voice. So but, you need oh, to be in, careful in, in, as in, to how you talk in, in, to the person who got the money. But okay, so in a situation, you had a baby. Let's say you are Kiki Palmer in the uh-huh. situation. You you are a working actress. You just had a baby. You can't take off to be with this kid. You know what okay. I'm saying? So I say, okay, well, you know, because according to them, he's been, you know, handling business. She he stopped working and he she's been carrying what the load. What was he doing though? It doesn't matter what he's if doing. If he was working at Publix. If he was working in Publix. I'm sure it was an easy thing to say, I'm going to stay home. But at, at any rate, he's Just doing saying. that. And he should be respected as such for making that sacrifice. He cannot. And so I feel like, like I said, only thing he did wrong was bring it to the social medias. If he would have waited until she got home and explained his gripe, he could have. He would have been fair. Nobody would have said Nobody would have known, right? Nobody. And so this is, this is the part that you have to question. You have to think about the motive of the person. So she may be immature for handling herself the way she did in front of Usher, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's obviously being very immature. If he brought his personal business to the to the to the forefront for other people to sit and judge. So I wouldn't know who he was. I wouldn't even know that there was an issue with what she did if he didn't go and make this thing exactly. public, right? And that's where he messed up at. <clears throat> he messed up. But then at the same time, you then lessen your value because he, no, no, no. Because when you do that, you show the people that you had no voice. You're asking for allies when you put this thing on social media. I mean, that's, he, he that's what it is. Allies out there and he does. But the point I'm making is they still don't get to go home with you. They still don't get to save you from when she come home and tell you that she has cut your allowance in half, sir. Hey, you you're doing too much. They they out in California. Them laws is uh kind of funny. You so baby she, daddy. You ain't no husband. Oh, nah, nah. See in California, you ain't even gotta be married. So she could she it, it could cost her a lot of money. It ain't gonna to cost her. This, uh, she, right, she, she better know, get better she better get a good lawyer. Cause hey. I can tell you right now, Kiki Palmer is a lot smarter than y'all give her hey. credit for. I'm just that saying. girl gonna have her ducks in a row, yeah. She hey, back she back home now because at first they was acting all funny, then somebody must have hit up and was like, yo, you know what the laws say. So she said, Well, let me take my ass back home. Cause you know, they are living in her home that she paid for in some studio city or whatever, some some place in California. You know what I'm saying? So And again, I say niggas who wanna take women money are Suckers. But, but but that's not even. We're not gonna go there. Let me ask you a question. So you think it's okay to get pulled up on stage and get serenaded? So, so by I'm some... not. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna enjoy the VIP experience because my husband slash boyfriend slash baby daddy slash. Okay, we're talking about other. me and you now. Me and you at the concert. You at like like for instance, it's a couple niggas that you're not going on that stage. Chris Brown up there. Nah. Why not? 
Chris Brown, Chris Brown is, is not even somebody I'm attracted to. It doesn't even matter if you're attracted to him or not. You're not going on stage with Chris Brown. Because right, you're insecure. You're not going on stage with Usher. You're not going on stage Usher with R. Kelly. Herpes. You're not going on. See, stop saying that. That man, y'all going to get sued for that shit. Quit saying that man got herpes. Did bro. they not come out and say that? No, nobody said that. So Quit who starting said that rumor. So who said That's it? a rumor. Okay, well, they will say it, right? It's still a rumor. Okay. It's not true. Y'all okay. better stop saying that. Okay, I mean, hey, I'm not nobody. I'm nobody that's important. So, so let me ask you a question. Let's, let's, let's flip the road. So what if I get pulled up on stage? You Ooh, okay with you that? If you're saying somebody is singing to you, the bitch ain't riding you, Okay, she? nah, she doing, she serenading me. Serenading it, ain't got like, no clothes like, off, it's, is it? It's like when uh, Beyonce and them used to do the cater for you and mm. they giving them lap dances. Yeah. So I get pulled up there for that. Are you okay with that? It depends on who it is. It's Beyonce. I mean, I could give a... Janet Jackson. Okay. Ashanti, whoever it is. Yeah, Ashanti, the one you about lost your mind for, yeah. I did I, mean, I was I was hamming it up didn't. for you. You didn't. You didn't. Shanti and was, that would never get for me because, because I, I knew you, you was watching so i acted like i was trifling. all excited i was like eee! i was acting like a girl's watching justin bieber i did that because i knew you was watching yeah, but that, that means was, but that means that you are a terrible judge of character because you could have destroyed me as an individual I'm at a concert okay I didn't so you were at so you were at a concert and you just justified was, why was, you should have been able to behave however upper, you wanted to behave. I was behave. on the upper level. It doesn't even was, matter. It, it was thousands of people between me and her. So you had, and you still was squealing. I did that the, just to mess with you. Okay, so we gonna get through this topic. So yes. therefore, what I'm saying is, if you had a situation where you were asked to come on stage, mm-hmm. if you were enjoying it and you was it was decent. I wouldn't even have a problem with it. What if it was but, like Cardi B or somebody like that? And they was twerking. Meg the Stallion. I mean, you me claim there. that you don't you don't even like the people at the damn strip club to, to get on you. So I know you ain't gonna be enjoying it that much. So I wouldn't really care. Oh, so you wouldn't care? She went hot girl summer on the boy. I mean, what what do you want me to do? You want me to? I'm be just mad? asking a question. I'm just trying I'm, to I'm see. saying I'm not going to be concerned because I understand if I, if you know the person that you with, you know what they like and what they don't like. So if you come to the club and you somebody rubbing up on you, oh, I'm going to bring it to your attention that if you was in this environment, you would act like you didn't want nobody on you. Then you lay there and you was drooling. Hey, I would have to cross-reference your story because something, something ain't adding up. I got caught up in but, the moment. There's okay. all these people here, the lights, and I just I, I, I forgot where I was. Yeah, but either way it go, like I said, I'm not that pressed. But if I was on stage, I'm going to enjoy my moment. Is it not to be disrespectful? So what if to I get upset afterwards? I just got to deal, deal with it. You just deal with it. You deal with it, or you talk to me. But you you talking to me in front of other people ain't going to get you nowhere. So try it if you want to get an audience and get your feelings hurt. However you want to do this thing, because I just feel like that's in poor taste. Like, what do you want? You're Kiki Palmer's boyfriend. Baby, baby daddy. daddy whatever the fuck that is that don't mean nothing in real life we got a child together okay we could be fiance who knows what we you mean. could be but you won't be at the way you going if you acting like this you'll I mean, never be you'll never like make this. husband listen why why do i have to not be me because i mean like you i said be you she like, could have had a baby by usher if she wanted to the girl been around usher these type like of people like them young it girls. doesn't fucking matter that's <laughs> another reason why obviously her baby daddy is not a well Cause you mad? Cause she up in the nigga face. So I mean, because he clearly, was just like, it was the outfit. I think it was the outfit. It the doesn't way she was matter. Like, she, she left was, the house like that. I know he shouldn't have let her leave the house like that. If you he, had an issue with the no outfit, authority. don't let her leave the house like that. He has no authority. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I that's why I said I can't deal with no bad bitch like that. I can't if if that's you know, and I'm just saying she bad. I'm just saying the ones that like wearing them kind of outfits. I couldn't deal with that. Not that I'm insecure. It's just that I don't like that what you're putting. So out what there. you call it? The bad bitch outfit. That's what I call no, it. No, what you call it if you don't call it insecure? It's not insecure. It's just I'm comfortable in knowing what I like. 
You know what I'm saying? I know I don't understand what's that, my boundary. You... I know my boundaries. Dude. So how did you meet her in an outfit like that? If, I, no if I met her in an outfit her. like that, that's a totally different story. But she they, had to, cause this, cause ain't nobody coming out the closet with he no new met her, shit. We don't know where she met her. He, he might have met at grocery store. So you you seen her enough times though to lay up in her and have a baby. So we gonna we gonna have to say that we we gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that you saw all the different shades of who this lady is. Yeah, at least most of them. I saw them. Yes, but so not therefore the exactly. But therefore you knew it was in her. So I that mean, yes, how you act so, private and how you act in public is no, two we, different we people. Not, we not gonna pretend like we don't understand. When people wear certain things, y'all done went out to dinner and some shit that she she done had on. She never had her ass out. Okay. When we went out, you know what I'm saying. That's what you would like to think. You you would like to think that that's what's happening, but this is not new. So the fact that she went, he knows several things. He knows either that she's done this before, or he knows he does not have any control over what she has to wear. Mm, mm, so either way it goes, he knows his place. And the fact that he took it to social media, he did too much. And, it, and and that's where it begins and ends. Because mm, mm, he wants to be in the limelight. He wants somebody to feel some type of way about him and his woman when all you got to do is allow the girl to have fun. Some people be dealing with a lot of stuff after having babies. Fun is subjective. Okay. And she had fun. Yeah. She and had now, fun. Now she got turmoil in her house. Was it worth it? When I tell you. Was that moment Usher yeah, singing whatever song? She would be the only song? one that could tell us that. And, you know, now your whole, everybody in your business. Your, and I they mean, shouldn't be. I mean, they, they was on this boy's head so much, they made him, dis, he had disabled all his damn social media. They was on his motherfucking head top. Everybody was talking shit about him. And it, But if it had been the other way around, they would have got on him. If they would have been Kiki Baby Daddy at the, and some girl, and Saweetie was serenading him. Oh, how you going to be disrespectful to your woman like that? This It it's never works out for men like it works out for women. But the thing women. is, I don't know why y'all even act like y'all care because niggas made care. the rules. Niggas made the rules. Niggas run the world. Niggas do what the fuck nah. they want to do. Yes, it is. And the thing about it is, y'all the niggas who... Y'all over here high-fiving Kiki for her moment with Usher. But if it had been the other way around, like when Chance the Rapper was at that little festival and he was dancing with that little Caribbean girl, oh, this is a married man. Look the way he's acting. I don't. I don't never care about none of these people to be honest. But I'm just saying. At the same damn time, people want to be opinionated because they see stuff. Of course. People want to have. That's what social media is for. Uh, I got my own platform to, to yeah. voice my opinion. But they want to have so much to say when half the time these people who got something to say don't have lives that reflect half the stuff they're talking about. So mm. my thing is, when you put yourself in that position, be okay with whatever comes your way because mm. you're going to get some good. You're going to get some bad. That's just what it's going to be. That's terrible. It's not, though. Like I said, niggas make the rules, and then you want to be mad because the rules, when the rules don't uh, fit your guidelines. Like, come on now. Y'all the ones did it. That's the same thing. Like, now you want to shift the thing of, oh, just because he a stay-at-home dad, he don't make yes. no money, it's all good. But that was the thing that men judge other men by. Whoever made the most money, I could steal your bitch because I make more money than you. So that's that's what it was. So if you now got the woman making all the money and the nigga at the house, who you think the bitch is? What, what, you what, better sit down and be glad to be in the number boy. What the usher said? Don't bring your girl around me. True, True player, player for, for real. real. Ask my nigga for real. So I'm saying, so you can't. Mm -mm. It usher. don't even matter. You you gave her a pass anyway because she's young. Usher like old women. So all mm, it was mm, was entertainment. Yeah, and she entertained all right. Hey, so I want to know people. Whose side are you on? Are you team Kiki or are you team baby daddy? 
Now, only re- I would be Team Baby Daddy if he wouldn't have went to social media. I would have had his back, but he went to social media, so I can't really ride for him. I'm not riding for Kiki either because she was she was hella wrong. Only person that came out clean in the situation was Usher because he was being a consummate professional, doing what he do, and she got all caught up. So Usher is not to blame here, but you don't let your girl get serenaded by Usher. This is fucking Usher. But that's a beautiful gesture. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's, it's dangerous. It's not. She gonna come home, that thing gonna be all wet. She thinking about Usher. You said, nah, You might get bro. some of the best sex nah, you ever had. Bro. You might get another baby up nah, there. Who bro. knows? I don't, want, I don't want nothing off of another nigga. Like, fuck hey, that. get in there. Nah, Get bro. in where you fit in. Mm-mm. Sorry. Well, Queen Germ, have you ever heard the term bougie broke? I mean, I can figure what it would mean. What do you think bougie broke means? Well, I'm Googling it. Um, I'm left to believe that you think you better than you are because you actually do not have money, but you have a higher standard or taste of things that you would like to acquire, if okay. we had to say that. Okay, so almost, almost, you were almost there. I'm going to read the definition. A bougie broke is always barely having adequate funds in cash in the account or on the credit cards to afford what you are trying to purchase and knowing that you need to put that money in other places because you are in constant danger of maxing out cards or being broke for real. If you keep this up, but you're spoiled and you can't tell yourself no and risk feeling broke. So you buy it anyway and pray for the best. So. Also, examples of being bougie broke is living off low income, wearing high value clothing and driving luxury cars. So bougie broke is a thing and people are accepting it now. So basically, you live a glamorous lifestyle, but you're barely making it. You you, you look like you got money. You're dressed like you got money. You smell like you got money, but you don't. You got a thousand dollar purse. With three dollars in that motherfucker, you got a badass car. You got a damn Aston Martin out there, and that bitch got a quarter tank of gas in it. Or you driving a mother, you live in a house that damn near no furniture in that motherfucker. You got, it look nice from the outside, but you got lawn furniture in the inside of your motherfucking house, mm. all right? So bougie broke is a thing. Um, I like what these millennials are doing. Um, they finally got a category for myself, bougie broke. I appreciate that. Y'all are really, um, you know, it's not middle class, it's not lower class, it's not upper class or nothing. It's bougie broke. I uh, I love this lifestyle. Mm. I, I barely you identify making, with that? Yes, I identify with that. Barely oh. making it, mm. um, living outside of my means. Mm. I love it. I love it. Mm, okay. I love it. So what you think, Queen Jerm? Well, I know I don't subscribe to that magazine. I mean, but, hey, um, we, it's a lot of bougie broke people going on vacations, uh, going everywhere. These motherfuckers going to Tulum. What's that look? Playa del Carmen. Mm-hmm. And all these places. Okay. And they ain't got it. They out there looking for the free drinks. Uh, on a damn uh, uh, corner pay, whatever they call this shit. What is it? Klarna? It's Klarna. Klarna, yeah. They got Klarna. They got Afterpay. They, they got yes. Zip. They got them These all. are the bougie broke niggas, man. Trust and believe. Your hey, bougie I mean, broke. Hey, they made it all affordable. Yes. You can have it all. Yes. And that, four easy payments. Yes, that's what they're doing. Hey. So thanks to Klarna, Easy Pay, and all the other stuff, bougie broke is now a thing. What I said? Easy Pay is easy. for QVC. Oh, sorry. I, you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Yes. Being the queen. Yes. So, Queen Germ, do you, uh, so are you willing to subscribe to this lifestyle? Well, I don't really think that, um, I mean, it's not really my thing. I know I'm in between, so whatever you want to call it, some people may say I'm bougie broke, but I don't really think the bougie part is me. I might, and I don't really claim being broke. I just, sometimes my finances ain't what they need to be when I want them to be. But I just feel like, you know, I get it. It's cute or whatever. 
Um, it's just the fact that people need to realize like what's the most important investments because a lot of times, you know, when you get broke, you start to realize like when your money, you know, your money ain't finna hit the account for a couple more days and then you're trying to make a sandwich, you're trying to do whatever, you got to wash clothes to go to work and you like, okay, I got one part left. What what am I going to wash? Can I put a whole load of clothes in here? Might you well. start figuring out whatever it is you can do and can't do. And you think about all the wasteful things you did mm-hmm. that landed you broke on day 13 of a 14-day mm. pay cycle. You realize, like, okay, I really didn't need to get X, Y, Z. You mm. know what I'm saying? You done got I, I the extra no sauce, shopping. cheese, and... All yeah, this other shit that you done did. that outfit that you like, yeah. I ain't need that shit. And then probably ain't wore some of the stuff Mm-mm. that you done bought. Heck no. That's some stuff I brought off the trip and did tag still on it. Whatever mm. the case may be. People just have to realize that a lot of times, you know, we do, I think most people, I mean, we in a country where we are very wasteful. Like, you know, you throw stuff in the trash all the time. You, you know what I'm saying? You mess over foods. You mess over your money. So it's just a thing of learning a better way of, you know, Trying to have something for a rainy day. But hey, who am I? Mm, who are you? So, are you bougie broke? No. That's what I want to know, people. Let us know. I know some of y'all not. I, I will I will address that in my top 10. The ones that's not. But, shout out to all y'all bougie broke people out there. Thank y'all, young kids, generation, whatever they call y'all motherfuckers that's coming up with these new terms, the way y'all live in life. They are re- defining the rules they are not doing it the way the old folks did it and i appreciate that i appreciate that speaking of the way the old people did it queen germ what are some family traditions habits that you don't do as an adult that you did as a child like for instance um i noticed we leave a lot of lights on in this house like y'all just turn lights on and leave y'all leave the tv on for the dog so she don't be sitting in the dark not knowing that the dog see better in the dark and she doing the light. <laughs> but she is it's not for the dog, it's for the entertainment. She don't need to be sitting in no room where she listening to the crickets or whatever. I mm-hmm. think I mean she would be crazy if she would sit there like that. But my thing is, I I mean, as far as traditions and things, I think I my people kinda got the stuff to stick. I'm talking me. about you. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like tradition that we had growing up was I I don't Do you get really, up on Saturday mornings and make I your really kids clean up? No. I, but that wasn't that wasn't no tradition. That's some shit y'all did. That shit here, most black people did. No, 90. we cleaned up every fucking day. So it wasn't it wasn't never a day that you had to wait till Saturday mm-hmm. because you didn't come out your room till your shit was straightened up at least halfway decent. Mm-hmm. You made your bed every day, so it wasn't no Saturday. Do you make your kids make their bed no, every day? No, I don't. Okay. But that's still not what I wanted to talk about. My thing was that most of the things that I did stuck like not washing clothes on Sunday because we got to, we went to church. I try my best to still cook most Sundays and prepare a meal if I didn't any other day of the week. So those were things that kind of stuck. And now as people are growing up, everybody got different taste buds. Everybody can't, well, don't want to eat what's being cooked. Mm. Then that kind of, you know, that so, changes so let me ask you a, question. a little bit as well. Do you ask the kids what they want to eat versus just cooking something? You know how we didn't have a, we didn't have that. Option. Yeah, sometimes we just came home and whatever's on the stove, <laughs> that's what you ate. It, it wasn't no, oh, I don't eat that. Or no, they didn't give a fuck what we didn't eat. You know what I'm saying? You could have been a whole allergic to anything. They still going to feed it to your motherfucking ass. It seems like now that tradition is gone. You know, that, that, you know. But is that really, was that really the best approach? Because we got a lot of fucked up people from the shit that y'all, true. y'all parents and grandparents did to these people, too. So it's like. 
people was like, fuck your feelings. Like nowadays, I feel like it's going too far with the wanting to know or kids thinking their feelings really mattered. But it's like when we were coming up, a lot of people dealt with things in a lot of ways that were not the best simply because you never had anybody listening to how did this encounter make you feel. It was just like, we got bills to pay. We got shit to do. We need you to go in there, read your book, do your schoolwork, and let's do it all over again tomorrow. And, you know, you just had to get in where you fit in. So I just feel like a lot of times we have to find that balance and not just say we're going to repeat the same things just for no reason. Like what would be the good reason for saying just clean up every day or just clean up whatever day you select to be the everybody clean up day? I mean, just try to have some balance with it and not just, you know, get so mad because, okay, now you're a teenager. You're not doing what I want you to do. People can't read your mind. If you ask me to do it and act like you got some sense, I don't see what's the problem. Mm. See, I have an issue with that. Um, Let's see what else. What other things that we have that we didn't pass up? Oh, burning the air conditioning. We about burn the air conditioning year round around this motherfucker. Well, I'm I'm going to burn the air conditioning. Like I'm never going to be okay with being hot. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who house I ever lived in. That shit is slavery. Like that's that's some bullshit. That I would never. I mean, I don't give a damn about a whole lot of shit. But I'm going to make sure I can have some air. There is no reason for me to be in a hot house. I will leave. I will leave. If you want me out of here, fuck around with that air. All right. Did you okay? What about forcing your son to play sports? I don't. I mean, if anybody forced him, it would have been you. I mean, I, I mean, you got to force him in the beginning because kids don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? Someone want to do it, then you know. I mean, he eventually started liking doing it, so I yeah. guess it was fine. But but is that okay if you had a son that like I don't want to play sports? I mean, for me, that wouldn't be okay. <laughs> I mean, and I'm a mama. Like I don't give. I mean, like that's that's rites of passage, man. Like, come on, bro. Uh, okay. I mean, you at least had to play sports until. You had to start trying out for that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about yeah. sleeping in? Yeah, I mean, I, but see, the thing for me, we got to sleep in in my mama's house. There wasn't no, it wasn't no big deal about that. Like, What days were y'all sleeping in day? Saturday? Saturday. Because we was... all went to church on Sunday. Okay, so no sleeping in on Sunday. No. Okay. If you partied all night, you roll over and wipe your face off and go to church. You, you weren't laid up in here. So that's just what it was. You party with the devil all night. You're going to bring some of that on over here. You had that same... That same energy and bring it on over here and party with the Lord because it wasn't no laying up at my parents' house on no Sunday. So you don't make your kids take castor oil? No. <laughs> that's nasty. Like, that shit that's didn't the, have no purpose. It did. It cleaned you out. Yeah, and that's magnesium citrate. They do the same thing. Nah, not like that castor oil. That castor oil is different. Yeah, castor oil is nasty. You don't even take castor oil. So what would you I, be pushing that on I, the child I, for? Look, I took it when I was a kid. Okay, so that that's just something that we just gonna do for shits and giggles. Yes, no. it's a rite of passage, like you said. No, like I told them kids, that I came home today and the damn sink was full of dishes, and I, you know, I said, "Hey, y'all know my rules. I don't like keeping dishes. I, I tell y'all this all the time. Don't leave no dishes in the sink overnight. And then you've been sitting up in the house all day long and you ain't think about washing dishes." And they were just like, ain't nobody tell me. And that shit burnt me up. Like, I don't know why, though. But We, we shouldn't have to tell it, you it to wash matter. the dishes. You can't get tired of being a parent. So I laid the law. I, I, I said it today. I went to both of them, and I laid down the law and said, from now on, I said, I don't, y'all don't do nothing else around this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't cuss at them because I was calm. I said, y'all don't do nothing else around here. The least y'all could do is make sure the dishes stay clean every day. I don't want to see this no more. I really don't. Because it really, it just got under my skin today. 
I mean, because you always let stuff set you off. It's like, I didn't let it set it, me off. It, it is. It, it is. It is. I and you calm. have to be real with yourself. Because, see, we, we don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to evaluate who we are and why we are, how we are. And it's, it's just a sad thing. Because for me, I, I am impressed with my growth. I constantly surprise myself. And I, I mean, I will admit that. And I am thankful for me being able to uh, grow in various ways as a parent. Mm-hmm. But you have to realize certain stuff that you want to you, you wanna harp on, you, you gotta, it, it's got to be a level of consistency. That's what comes with parenting. You can't be parent, I don't give a fuck today, and then tomorrow I give too many fucks. That you you can't do that. Like if you're not gonna be consistent, don't do it at all. Yeah, but again, I'm consistently. I say what I say, and I mean it. Okay. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and beg you to do nothing. But did it get done? Yeah. Okay. After one time, right? After one yeah. one and, one and day again, of saying or okay, one moment so we, of saying, we gonna see how how long the streak gonna last. Because I said between the two of y'all, I don't care who do it. I really don't care as long as it gets done. That's what I need done. Because like I said, we have to get these kids ready to get out of here. We got to get them ready to get out of here. Because like I said, they got four, five more years in here, and then they got to go. They got to go. You know what I'm saying? So we got to gotta get them ready to leave the nest. And so if I'm, I got to start I'm cracking that whip, house. that's fine. I got to have room for my children. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. It's it's too much of the wanting people to be out. I don't like, want them to be out. I want them to like, be sus- what, self-sustaining. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Able and they can to, be self-sustaining upstairs no, in the top part no, of the house. No, until they decide mm-hmm. to get married and no. do whatever they're going to mm-hmm. do. That's, that's the kind of... They need to live on their own, learn how to pay some bills. They'll know all that. You know, because like I said, the oldest one, he's getting to a point where he's fitting to get a bill. I'm just going to... That's yours. He's not. Yes. Yes, that's She's yours. Not. The youngest one, she she almost gonna get a little bill, something small. You know what I'm saying? Let them get some responsibility. Let them know, like, hey, this is your bill. Matter of fact, I might pass the internet bill over to the young one. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is your bill. You can set it up on auto pay. Do what you want to do, but you make sure you pay this every month. The other one might give him a bill. I don't know which one. I delegate a bill to him. But it's going to get paid. He might just pay for the darn trash can every month. Whatever that cost is. I don't know what it is, but let him pay for that. You know what I'm saying? He paid a waste pro bill. Just just something to get them to understand. Like, hey, y'all need to do something around here. Contribute. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you ain't infants no more. You're not toddlers. You're not young kids. Y'all are young adults. Y'all y'all talk that big game. Y'all, y'all run y'all mouth like y'all grown. So let's start acting like we grown. Let's pay a bill around this motherfucker. And that's it. So let me know what traditions, habits do you not do anymore that your parents did for you? Are you still getting up on Saturday morning cleaning, waking everybody up early, cleaning up the house? Are you still uh, making them eat whatever you cook? I just want to know what you want to do. Because like I said, around my house, I probably walk through here right now and there's lights on in rooms that there ain't no people. You know what I'm saying? It's just how it is around here. People leave lights on overnight while we gone. Just just have them on, you know what I'm saying? But 
I mean, you people, because apparently you I'm the one to turn the lights off. I'm the, I go behind y'all, turn the damn things off all the time, and this thing I know y'all done pop the motherfuckers back on. So I said, you know what? I'm fighting a losing battle here. Again, <laughs> always willing to quit. I'm not willing to quit. If I turn off the light and you turn it back on, apparently hey, if you, you keep want coming the light on. That and it keep coming back on, keep turning it back off. I don't I'm get not, tired. I'm not finna do that. I don't get tired. <laughs> I'm not finna do that. Mm-hmm. I get tired. I get tired. Speaking of getting tired, Queen Germ, I want to know. Can you please tell the PSOM nation what was your turning point in life? Like, what was the moment, yo, that moment that turned the curve for you? And you said, you know what? This is either what I want to do or I need to get my shit together or, you know, what was your turning point? I want to know. Um, For the most part, uh, I kind of already knew, like, the area that I was going to be in. I learned very early on. Uh, that the best subjects that I uh, gravitated to in school were math and science. So I knew some kind of way it was going to have something to do with that. Uh, So while I was an undergrad, I had this uh, opportunity, I'll call it, um, to make, I want to say we probably were getting paid $10 an hour. And this is like $98.99. So this was good money. But we had to clean apartments. And I realized that the the condition these apartments were in and the person we were working for and the way, you know, things were being run. Yes, the money was attractive. You know, that's what got us there. But the work itself, some people left, you know, what I'm saying apartments so gross and all kind of things. And just one day that I was cleaning a bathroom and I realized like this can't be my life. I got to make sure that this degree and the next degree, whatever I got going on, it's got to be, it's got to work because no matter what, this can't be my life story. And I just felt like, I mean, we even was working for a lady who the woman was the same cleaning lady. She was getting these big contracts, but she had a drug problem. So we knew that people had untalked about her that you're going to have to make sure when she pay you on Friday, you take that check to her bank, which was like 25 miles away to cash that mob. You cash do not deposit, deposit that in your account or you will not have bill money. So you have that shit going boing, boing, yeah, that shit all, all over the place. Ceiling, so so it was just like, I mean, she could secure these gigs, but this heifer got a drug problem. So this is just like so many elements of that whole story that I realized like, okay, you got to do some things to make sure your shit is together. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it might just be you against the world. So you got to try to make sure you handle your stuff in a much better fashion than, you know, mm. just being willy-nilly. Everything got to be intentional from this point on. Damn. Well, my turning point, similar to yours, was 1999. Uh, 1998 was one uh, a good year for the boy. You know, I just bought me a car and all that stuff. And in 98, uh, I fucked around, lost my job, you know what I'm saying, at the plant. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I was riding around in the car. I wasn't making payments on. My car got wrecked. So once my car got wrecked and it was just broken into, I was just, I fell out of love with the car. So I wasn't really paying on it. My car got towed, I mean, repoed. And once my car got repoed, a song came on the radio. And it was called Scrubs by TLC. This song was talking about me. At least that's what I thought when I listened to it. And I said, Jerm, you gotta get your shit together. You around here, you're not, you ain't doing shit, you ain't, you, you ain't worth a motherfucker. You ain't got a pot to piss in, the window to throw it out. 
So I said, I'm devoting the rest of this year, 1999, to fixing me. So I told myself, you ain't getting no coochie until you get your life together. You ain't don't don't even look at women. Don't even holler at no women. You don't deserve shit. And that's what I, I mentally cleansed myself. I was like, you know what? I got to get my life together. And I got 11 months later, got my life together. Got it together. I was like, you know, I was back. Regular person in society. I wasn't a slime ball no more. Nothing mm. like that. Did you have a car? Yes. Mm. Had a car. Worked my way up to a car. All that good stuff. I mean, even though it was old school, you know. I mean, it was a car that was given to me. But I had a car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so my turning point is thanks to TLC and their song Scrubs. Because it just, it changed me. And so that anytime I hear that song, it takes me back to the lowest point of my life when my dick was in the dirt. Mm. And that song made me get it together. And I thank TLC for shaming me into getting myself together. So people don't think music can't change your life. Music can change your life. Music will change your life if you allow it. And Scrubs changed my life. That was a turning point in my life. That song, Scrubs. So if you got a turning point that you want to share with us, please let us know. What was your turning point? What made you turn that corner, or did you turn that corner to even worse? Because there's some of y'all out there got some compelling stories. Like, you was a hoe, and you became a super hoe. Or you was a thug, and you became a super thug. Or you was a good student, and you became a great student. I want to hear your story. Let us know. It's top 10 time. Top 10 is when we discuss 10 things, sometimes from 1 to 10. Sometimes we go from 10 to 1. But it's always 10 things. And this week, we're doing Billboard's top 10. 50 greatest rap groups, but we're not doing 50. We're only doing 10 because it's top 10 and Queen Germ is a stickler of the rules. Number 10, we got The Roots out of Philadelphia. Shout out to The Roots. One of their best albums to me is How I Got Over. You know what I'm saying? I love that album. Came out like, what, 2010? Shout out to The Roots. Number nine, we got De La Soul. Now listen, I respect what De La do. Not a big De La fan. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love De La Soul. I respect them. I like a couple of their songs, but I'm not listening to the whole De La album. Them niggas were just too weird for me back in the day. I mean, maybe I was too young when they came out, and now the moment has passed. But I do have a high level of respect for them and what they do. Number eight, we got Salt and Pepper. Now, I'm going to be real with y'all. There's no way Salt and Pepper should have been in the top ten rap groups. No way. None. Sorry. I know they're women. I know it's cool to be a feminist and all that stuff now. Equality, equality, equality. But there's no way Salt and Pepper is in the top ten. And when, who who would be? They ain't in the top ten. She is. If I look at 11 through 20, I see about ten groups that could replace Salt and Pepper. Oh, so you're saying that. Okay. Salt and Pepper need to write their own raps. Okay, it's a whole lot of people that don't nah, write nah, their nah, own nah, raps. Nah, 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 mm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't have Salt and Pepper number eight. Number seven. Eric B. and Rakim. I didn't know there was a group. Rakim never rapped. I mean, excuse me. Eric B. never rapped. So how the fuck are they a group? That's they just Rakim. That's just them. Rakim. So Rakim's number seven. Number six, we got Public Enemy. Now listen. Public Enemy, marketing-wise, they had a great logo. If they had marketing like we had today, Public Enemy would be huge. But they were a little too woke for the time. And Gangsta Rap had just came in and did all that Public Enemy shit away. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Public Enemy number six. Number five, Run DMC. Now, a lot of people would think this is too low to have Run DMC. But I think it's about right. You give them their respect, but let's be honest here. Run DMC, just because they were first, don't mean they were the best. 
but Run DMC is number five. Number four, we got a tribe called Quest. Now, this is another group that is highly uh, critically acclaimed. Everybody loves Tribe. Um, they, they the work they put in unprecedented. Number four, I, I can see it, but it might be a little too low for some people. But I can see it. Number three, we got N.W.A. Now, I'm gonna keep it 100. N.W.A. too high on this list. I understand the cultural impact they had and what they did, but rapping wise, they should not be number three. So who would take their place? Tribe Called Quest could at least take their place. I put Tribe right there, number three over NWA. Mm. I well, would that's put, not your list. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So NWA is number three. Number two, we got Wu Tang Clan. Now, Wu Tang, I get it. Symbolism, the W, the Killer Bees, the Sue, all that. I get it. Number two, it's like 20 niggas. They like a super group. It's like too many niggas. Like, but I understand why they number two. I okay. get it. I wouldn't have the number two on my list, but they're number two on Billboard's list. Mm. And number one, the number one group of all time. <laughs> now, this I, you get no you get no argument no out of me. No pushback at all. Cause I say they got it right. Number one is Outcast. Okay. I mean, I don't need to say nothing, but Outcast, they are the greatest rap group of all time, hands down. Yeah, all their albums are damn near classics. Uh, um, the first album is um, what's the name of the album? God damn, Pimp, uh, Stankonia. No, no, Stankonia is the last, it's uh, something Cadillac music. It's uh, oh, okay, play, Southern Playlistic, number yeah. one. That's their first album. Second album, ATL, it's classic. Third album, Equimini, classic. Fourth album, Stankonia. Uh, this is why all the white people started liking Outkast and all the French people. So if if anybody tell me Stank On You is their favorite Outkast album, I won't argue with them. But I'm pretty sure like, oh, you one of the new Outkast fans. You you with the Miss Jacksons and all that shit. You one of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? So I let it ride. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as then they had the double album, um, which, like I said, Stank On You was beginning of the end of Outkast. That's where we saw like they were going in two different directions. So... Shout out to Billboard for this list. Y'all kind of got it right. You kind of got it wrong. Um, as far as who could replace Salt and Pepper and NWA, well, I mean, well, Salt and Pepper, Eric B and Rakim, those two got to go. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you still got Mob Deep could have went there. Uh, UGK could have went there. UGK got to be in your top ten. Where's Eight Ball and MJG? It's some people on this list that 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 you know should have been that could replace Salt and Pepper. Now, okay. I'm not trying to take anything away, Salt and Pepper, but y'all not in the top ten group for all time. Well, come back next week where we gonna have a special top ten for y'all. It is going to be a doozy. So please check in next week for our next top ten. Well, it's TV talk time, Queen Germ. TV talks when we talk about all shows we've been watching, and this week we are we watched a bunch. We're gonna start out with Average Joe. That's Dion Cole's show. Um, how you like it so far, Queen Jer? It's okay, but they doing too much. Um, <laughs> it's like okay. First of all, when you run around killing folk, you gotta consider who the people are. <laughs> I, I don't understand if you ain't a mob nigga. What the fuck is you out here killing people, children for? And he was trying to kill him. I get it, <laughs> but where in this did you not see this turning on you? He didn't know at first. Remember, he didn't know that the boy was a mob child until, you know, he thought that was just his daughter's uh, uh, boyfriend. You know, he didn't know that the motherfucker was connected and shit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it's, it's a pretty good but show. But you killed two people. 
Shit. Yeah, he did kill two people. And then it's like, y'all ain't even putting the people heads where they supposed to go. Y'all got seven heads rolling he up on it. them. How do you drop the head? If you, if your and job, then you keep, you keep going. You don't go back for it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. If you're, if you're supposed to be disposing of a body, nothing told you like, oh, I dropped the head. You got to go back and get that head. You got to find it. I don't give a fuck if it's dark. You got to go find it. You can't leave it on the golf course in the damn sand trap. Thank you. You left it. I mean, and then some golfers, they making videos. They taking pictures with the damn person head and the people making fun of it and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's an okay show, but it's too much. It's on like, BT Plus. <clears throat> you got the daughter, this heifer hollering and screaming about the fact that it's her boyfriend. Okay, I understand you might have liked him. He might have been the person you gave your virginity to. I don't know. But your parents needed to damn near chain your ass down to the table or chair or something. Because you out here hollering in the damn neighborhood. You don't think that the people in the neighborhood are going to realize that your child over there spazzing out, making noise in the middle of the night, pulling open the van. You got dead bodies in the van in the damn, on the street. Not even in, yeah. like in the garage. Or yeah, you ain't put them in the garage. Y'all just all And the middle. phone's still on the nigga. Yeah, his phone ranging while she calling him trying to figure out why he ain't called her back. And, and you know, he dead in the truck. They'll let you know that uh, Deion Cole, he's Joe. Wasn't that good with crime? They're looking for this money. He thinks his his Damn. dad, because the, the, the goons was looking for the $10 million that the dad had allegedly stolen from him. The dad said the money was hidden in the Lambo. They go steal the Lambo from the motherfucking... Um, Impound at the uh, police. Yeah, and it's, and they searching the car for the $10 million, And Dion thinks that this is another joke by his dad. And so he don't think the money's there. So we're going to continue watching Average Joe to see what happens. And we'll let you know. I got about one more show in the chat. Well... I mean, you know, I watch it. I know you will. You'll give us an update. Yeah, i give you an update since Queen Jern going to quit on me on the show. I mean, I'm going to see. They got to catch me in the next one. Okay. Speaking of the next show, we got Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Uh, we kind of went out of chronological order last week. We was talking about episode four, and we had skipped three. So we watched three and five this past week of Wonder Years. Um, I can't hardly remember what happened on episode three. That's the one they tried out for the football team. And Dean... Um, Dean and his little crew, they tried out for the football team, and they knew they was going to make the team because they didn't have any cuts. And it was an eighth grader, so... Yeah, so they didn't, make, they didn't have to get cut. And the star player on the team was also the guy that... uh was Dean, dating Kisa. Kisa, in which Dean was cheating... Yeah, with in, Kisa. Yes, and they also be friends. So she broke up with him. He was all heartbroken about it, and he wasn't playing good football. And Dean thought he had to do the right thing by telling him that it was him. That uh was messing with Kisa. He had to do the right thing because the boy was mad at the wrong kid. Oh, he was about to murder his homeboy. Yes. And so Dean told the truth, and the boy didn't get mad at him, but he got his mojo back, and I guess the team started winning again. So Dean saved the season, but he ended up quitting the football team, and he was back relegated to just regular Dean status. And on the next, I think it was less than Dean's. Less than Dean's status, yes. And in the next episode, uh, we had the daughter. She was taking college classes, mm -hmm. and she had met some guy at the school. And the dad was real, you know, he he liked the boy that she liked, and so he came on a little strong, invited him to go fishing and all that stuff. And so the boy ended up dumping her, and uh, she was kind of upset about that. And you know, that was just that episode. And it also kind of showed like how girls need their daddies, yes, and how a lot of times men are weird. When it comes down to the emotional side of, especially like their the daughters, <laughs> um, and that too. 
But it was like at, by the end of the show, he did show up as a dad in that moment where he she needed him to not be talking about rules and yeah, no whatever. Advice. It's just, just like just give me a hug. I need you to know. I need to know that you're here for me. And the biggest thing about it was the fact that she also got a little glimpse into his world because of course we see our parents as our parents. We don't realize they are somebody to other people mm-hmm. in the streets. So all these students were like, "Oh my God, so cool. he's so cool. He's so this. He's so that." And she like, well, shit, this, you know what I'm saying? I done been with him my whole life and I ain't mm-hmm. found nothing amazing about him yet. So yeah. what these people see in him and then she was able to take, you know, some of the other students' perspective into how she looked at her dad. And then she actually took his advice because she heard so much rave reviews from his college students. Like, he gives the best advice. He's this, he's that. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes it's good to see your parents or other people in their element or in a different element so that you can see some other dimensions of who that individual is. Absolutely, man. So shout out to Wonder Years. Great show. Wish it had a different name. If you're watching, if you're not watching, please go watch it. Well, y'all know what time it is. It's time for our Tubi movie of the week. And this week it was Cinnamon. Queen Germ. This this was a lot of people telling us to watch Cinnamon. They want to hear what you thought about Cinnamon. First of all, I know what you thought about Cinnamon. You the production. First thing caught you, the production. This was not your original Tubi movie, not your regular run-of-the-mill Tubi. This was a Tubi original. This is something they put money behind. The folks at Tubi made this, not Paper Running, uh, Paper Chaser LLC, or not uh, uh, Scrape the Bowl Productions. This was Tubi. Mm. And they had star power in this movie. They had big names. We saw. Did they have big names? We had Jukebox from um, Power was on here. Who else was on there that you kept saying, like, oh, they go such and such, they go such and such. They had a lot of people in this movie, Cinnamon. Pam Greer was in Cinnamon. Um, it was, was a, Daddy off of, um, was, that he, was he in that one? Who? The dad, or was he in the other thing? He was in the Average Joe. The mean? Daddy off of, um. Off of, um, come on. Power, I guess. I mean, he was supposed to be the daddy, the the little Latino looking man that's um Mary J. Blige. No, you you talking about a whole another TV show. You talking you talking about something that's on TV that was on something that you was watching in the room and you like they go uh yeah you you all messed that up. wasn't him. Nah, I Lorenzo was, was in not him. in Cinnamon. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, Cinnamon was a pretty good movie. It was about um. A, girl, a young black girl want to be. Uh, she wanted singer, to be a singer, but her and her boyfriend was like, no money. "Yeah, they needed some money. A con that was gonna move to California, so they set up a robbery. You know what I'm saying? But uh, they robbed the wrong motherfuckers. Yeah, because it, it went left because the pre- pe- people they robbed had connections and they had a lot and of they killing. Had all kind of shit going. Yeah, on. a lot of killing went on. I don't know if she made it out alive. I can't remember. I think she did because I mean that's how it ended. She was definitely unharmed. She all she did was get a beaten with a switch. So oh yeah, that's right. The boy did come and save her. They did. Yeah, that's right. Because he got shot with a shotgun. He came he and saved her. Dead. And they was riding in a car, and that's when the movie and went, off. went off. So we just left. So to we assumed that they, they lived. Made it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Might be a cinema part two. You know how two we get down? They throw a part two, part three, part four on your ass. You know what I'm saying? So we well, might- I was impressed because after watching the two B's that we've watched, um, this was clearly. A different type of Tubi. Yes. Now, if the rest of the Tubis could get on cinnamon level, it, they, they, they might will be all over right. time. They will. No, we over don't time. have time. We don't have time. We can't keep saying, you know, we can't just keep accepting the bare minimum. I, I, but see, sometimes the bare minimum is good. 
not when the storyline don't be added. The storyline. See y'all people with these. I'm saying like you, you are Mr. Fact Checker. Y'all, yeah, but sometimes, sometimes you gotta just uh, throw the, throw the facts out the window. Okay. Just enjoy it for what. But it throw, is. throw them out the window sometimes when I say something. Yeah, if that's what we doing. I mean, I do, I do a lot of times. Just throw the facts no, out the no, window. I just don't. like you know what. I'm not even gonna let it bother me. Okay, but like I said, cinnamon was up there. It was top tier Tubi. I appreciate the fact that it was quality. Um, of course, I gotta say somebody need to give Jukebox uh, a record career, uh, record label. She's um, singing on every goddamn show. Yeah, she she got she got it going on. She's she a record deal. She can sing, and I, I appreciate the fact that she actually can sing, and she did a really good job in this particular um, movie. So. I really enjoyed it. I gotta say, and it was—I mean, for the most part, it was a couple of little things that didn't add up, but for the most part, it was—it was pretty good. Like that grandmama or mama, whoever flipping them glasses up and down, that shit was unnecessary. That was Pam Greer. Okay, but it still was unnecessary. Yeah, mama, her name was Mama. So um, if uh, if she, if they she was gonna let them live, she'd show them the eye that worked. But if she wanted them to die, she'd show her dead eye. So that was the whole thing. So. Yeah, I didn't like, get that, but that that's that didn't do nothing for me. <laughs> that didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. But nonetheless, like I said, it was a good it was good enough to say you could watch it again. Now some of them other things, I could never sit down and watch them again. I couldn't even sit down and watch them the first time. So I was just like, you know, it is what it is. Keep it rolling. Don't don't stop it when I get up. Mm. But this one right here, Cinnamon was worth it. Go watch Cinnamon. If you are a Tubi watcher, let us know what you think. And also give but, us Tubi suggestions. If you're not a Tubi watcher. You should watch Cinnamon because it is a higher quality than these other things. That's the one you should... Well, no, you can't start them on it. Because yeah, if you they, start yeah. them on Cinnamon, then the yeah, expectation is too yeah, high. They want to appreciate Cinnamon. I didn't already didn't appreciate the other things we watched. Yeah, because you're bougie. So, no. I just have standards. Start with the lower level. Work your way up to Cinnamon. I ain't going to give you Cinnamon as the first go-round. All right, y'all. Y'all know the rules. Check it out. If y'all got any Tubi suggestions... Hit the box. Let us know. We'll watch them if we ain't already seen them. Because, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm about done with the first page now. So, I'm about done. I've been, hey, I didn't watch more movies this year, I believe, than any year in my life. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't watch a lot of movies. <laughs> I know I didn't watch at least 20, 32 movies, at least. At least. Mm. Well, it's time for Queen Jern's favorite segment of the show. And that's Bad Black Cinema! Bad Black Cinema, or the BBC as we like to call it around here, is where me and Queen Germ act out situations suggested by you, the listener, or sometimes we just make them up. Now, before we enter this improv, let me let y'all know we are not classically trained actors. We did not study at Juilliard. Hell, we never even got nominated for Emmy. But we come here and we do this every week for y'all. This week, the situation goes a little something like this. Husband and wife get into it behind a flat tire. So, Queen Germ, this is what's going on. The wife calls the husband. She got a flat tire. The husband's coming to the rescue to change said flat tire. When he get there, it's a nigga changing the tire. Queen Germ, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Action! Hey, Tony, what you doing? Hey, what's up, babe? What you doing? I'm just sitting here just at the house, just, you know, putting stuff together. What's going on? I was on my way to work, but my car act, was acting funny, so I pulled over to the side, and I see my tire done going down. Oh, okay. Um, uh, well, I mean, how, where you at? I'm on Appalachian Parkway. Okay, well, shoot. I, I'm going to come up there. And, um, you know, I, I just changed the tire. I just come up there because, you know, I, I'm sure you said you was on your way to work. I don't want you to get dirty. So just give me a few minutes, I'll be on up there, man. It, it, the car is safe out the road and everything like that, right? Yeah, it's on the side. Okay, all right, cool. I'll be up there in a minute. Yeah, um, what the fuck going on here? 
Oh, this man here, he just stopped. He saw me. I mean, I, I mean, hey, hey bro, you, you, you go ahead, go ahead. I, I got this. I got it. I mean, you, you're... I mean, but why you why you got it? I mean, he here now? Well, I mean, no. Is he AAA? Is he roadside assistance? He's a concerned citizen. Okay, wait. Well, no need for him to be concerned. Your husband here now. So just, just, you hey, 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 bro, 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 hey, 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 I appreciate you coming by, but you go ahead and go. I, I, no, 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 ain't no problem, bro. I appreciate it, man. I'll I finish it from here. I got it. Appreciate it. Hey, babe. What you, what you, what, you I did I not coming, solicit. But you knew I was coming. Why, why? So what I supposed to do? Tell him your husband on the way. You fine. And I said my husband was on the way. He so said what, he just didn't want me to be out here by myself. What, what you tell him your husband's on the way. I was a few minutes away. You ain't got to goddamn be, you know what I'm saying, letting him entertain him and all this bullshit. Like, How was I entertaining him? He I up underneath the car. I don't care what he, well, why you had to let him in the car to get your spare and shit. So you should have told him. That's not in the car. Yeah, your spare is in the car. It's in the trunk. Well, your spare outside your car or something? Okay, well, whatever. So again. You well, know so much about it. Why wasn't you here? I was on the way here. You should have told him you got help I ain't coming. Got I, I did. I did. So how did you allow him into your car? You see what I'm saying? There's nothing but the you open, ain't had it up. Pieces, open it up. You ain't had the pieces and shit out here. But again, once you told him I was on the way, that should have been the end of it. He was helping you out. He so was helping you me out. He wasn't helping me out. For? He went helping the shit out. The nigga damn near put the thing on there. I don't give it. He shouldn't have been touching shit. I was only a couple minutes away. A couple minutes? Yeah. I don't, I've min- been out here 15 minutes before you got here. 20 minutes. Again, you should have called Soon me. As soon as I got off the phone, that man saw me and he pulled over. Well, you should have told him my husband's on the way, but thank you and keep it moving. And but I no, told him. you I ain't do that. Him. No, you didn't. You opened the trunk and let him go in the trunk. You put What's it- so big deal about the trunk? You act like he I opened up something else. I, ain't I don't know up what the fuck else. you opened up to him. You opened up a whole line of communication with okay. this nigga. Okay. So from now on, if you got car trouble, you call me, you call Roadside. And the other niggas try to come up and help you, you tell them somebody's on the way. Help is on the way, whatever, like Country Wayne said. Okay. But I don't need you well, out here. I don't here. need you get no attitude. I ain't getting no attitude. I'm just saying. Total stranger. It's a blessing. Total, exactly. A blessing. Total, people a blessing get, that people somebody stops. Ain't how, nobody going to snatch te- me up with no bad car. That's how Ted Bundy used to snatch people up. He said, act like his car's in trouble, bang him over the head and put him in their car and ride off. Your car ain't got to be working for him to run off with you. His car right there behind you. So, so you need to be more mindful of what's going on here. Well, I don't think it was a problem. It, well, it is a problem. Now you know it's a problem. So please don't let this happen again. Cut. Bad black cinema, y'all. So Queen Jerm, this situation like that, um, I think the husband's totally right. He not. If, if you call me for help, let me be the one to help. I'm supposed to be your rescuer. You ain't supposed to be having no other nigga your rescuer. It's not even about no rescuing. Yes, it is. If I'm sitting out here, it's hard as hell outside. I'm trying to make sure that I get back. The way I'm going. All you got to do is crank that car up, sit with the air on until your husband get there. No excuses. You ain't got to get, if you ain't changed your tire, why you outside the car? Sit your ass in there and that flat ass tire, you can't go nowhere anyway till your husband get there. Don't be trying to do shit. And if a nigga come up and help you, tell him, no, sir, it's all fine. Our help is on the way, but thank you. And you let him go on about his business. You know I mean, I'll see what I can do. No, you don't see you, baby. You better damn do that. Or make sure that you go when you got to go take your car to get fixed that you know what the people um, operating hours are. Hours of business. How about you do that, too? Hey. hey. Yeah. So I say one thing. Shenanigans. Did it get fixed? Thanks to me going back. Thanks to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, join us next week for another episode of Bad Black Cinema. With a... Real life meets the art, and the art meets the yes, real life. it's the intersection of art and life. Well, 
It's time to read some rap lyrics, y'all. Over here, we read rap lyrics in our office voice, our professional voice, our congested voice, our badly accent, but we always read the lyrics. And this one's my turn. It's an odd show, so you know it's my turn. And this one goes a little something like this. Now, I ain't trying to be the greatest. I used to hate hip-hop. Yep, because the woman degraded. But Too Short made me laugh like a hypocrite. I played it. A hypocrite, I stated. Though I only recited half, omitting the word bitch, cursing. I wouldn't say it. Me and dog couldn't relate till a bitch I dated. Forgive my favorite word for hers and hers alike, but I learned it from a song I heard and sort of liked. Yeah, further ice and glamorized drug dealing was appealing, but the block club kept it from in front of our building. Gangster rap based filmings became the building blocks. For children with leaking ceilings catching drippings with pots. Coupled with compositions from Pac. Nas it was written, intermixed with my realities and feelings. Living conditions, religion, ignorant wisdom, and artistic vision. I began to jot. Tap the world and listen. It dropped. That's your boy Lupe Fiasco with his song, Hurt Me Soul. Queen Germ, did those lyrics touch you at all? It did. <laughs> It didn't at all. The way you read them didn't touch me. The words themselves didn't touch me. Jesus. I even looked at the words prior to you reading them today, and they didn't touch me. Wow. So I hope it wasn't dedicated to me. It wasn't dedicated to you. Oh, okay. It was just a song, just experiencing how hip-hop changed everything. Okay. The, the disrespect in hip-hop, what we have now. It was supposed to, it started off one thing, and it became a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's the evolution of hip-hop. Yeah bad evolution but it evolution i mean it's the thing it's, it's the it's the life playing out into the art because mm. the people a lot of the stories they talk about weren't you know false some of them were false as it pertains to their encounter with those interactions but i mean those were true experiences so facts well it's hbcu confessional time hbcu confessions when i go to the hbcu confessional twitters Grab some tweets and read them Queen German. This one goes a little something like this. I'm not going to lie. I never had a foot fetish, but this hoe put her big toe in my ass and started wiggling it around. Shit made me nut hard as fuck. Shaking my head emoji and drooling emoji. Fam you. Queen Germ, react. What type of shit you got going on where somebody even can stick their foot in your ass? Like, how <laughs> do you open your ass for someone to insert a toe into your the backside? Big toe. And then she said, I started wriggling it. Yo. And. He a wild boy. That's a a lot going on right there. Like, I'm not understanding. Like, how do we even get so comfortable till we decide that that's what we need to do? Put a foot in the butt? Hey, niggas is evolving. Yeah. (laughs) But that shit there is nasty. So a nigga like t- your foot be on the floor. Yes. Your Your ass is your ass. Yes. And you want them to. Two nastiest parts of your body. Besides the mouth. Yeah. The foot, you, yo, you, hey, look, you get something under that nail that you can't, you get some kind of fungus up under yeah. your nail. You got to be careful. Like, or that's some a, damn, some kind of infection in your backside. Yes. Like, what if you get fucking athlete's foot in your asshole? That's, that's not a good combo. <laughs> yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, man, listen, man. Y'all, listen, y'all people have exceeded the line of freakiness. Now, I'm not saying what people like or what people don't like or what they should do or what they shouldn't do. But this this right here, this is crazy. I mean, like what you like. 
but just know that it's this a cost. Is crazy. Everything has a cost. I, I just, like I said, we have got to a place in society where people are sticking big toes in people's asses, and 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 it's okay. So I'm not with it. Uh, again, I don't judge nobody to do it. But hey, y'all niggas need to calm y'all. Turn the freak down a little bit, okay? Good gosh. Come back next week for another HBCU confession. Well, it's keeping 100 time, Queen Germ. Do you have a keeping 100? Oh, yes. Uh, my keeping 100 this week is a PSA to all the parents out there. Um, as a parent, you chose to do whatever you do for your kids, whatever sacrifices you've made for your kids, and don't you dare get upset when they are not appreciative. You must adjust. You can't be sitting around here saying you want them to appreciate the fact that you done worked the summer school program so that you could take them on this lavish trip or so that you could pay for whatever they want to do, uh, cheerleading or whatever this upcoming school year. Don't be mad that they're ungrateful because if they show that they are ungrateful, just like you need to pivot on some of these people in your life, you need to do the same thing with your kids. So stop being upset. Stop being, you know what I'm saying, unreasonable because they are acting age appropriate. They are acting like children act in today's society. So you have to help them to understand that I don't owe you this stuff. These things that I'm doing for you is because I choose to do it. And when I see that you're not giving the same level of appreciation as I'm giving as dedication, then we need to do something different. So stop being all upset. Stop making up outrageous rules. Go ahead and show the children Hey, if this is what I'm doing for you, I expect this in return. If you can't give me that, then I'm going to do something different. So ain't no need to get mad. Adjust. Do what you got to do to keep it all in line. All right. I might keep it 100 go a little something like this. Having morals and standards are not a bad thing. Now, listen. You should have morals. You should have some kind of standards. You should you shouldn't just uh, allow and accept anything. You know what I'm saying in life because you have a choice. You do not have to accept certain things, and you don't have to be okay with everything. You know what I'm saying? Like certain people lifestyles might not be for you. Not saying that you have to condemn them or put them down or anything. Just say they're not for you and keep it moving. That's not judging or nothing like that. That's not being. That's just like hey, I have standards. I'm not going to eat at McDonald's. I'm not going to eat at Checkers. I have standards. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to have sex with women that, you know what I'm saying? I have standards. Some people don't. And that's cool. But don't look don't don't look down on me because I have standards or call me an elitist or whatever like that because I have standards. Everyone should have standards. You think so? Yes. You just can't be willing and accepting of everything and every No, you don't. You have your own personal boundary. It's certain things that it's a limit, right? You're not going to do. You might go. You might party all the way to this point till they start pulling out of cocaine. You're like, hey, I'm not doing no cocaine. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be like, well, everybody doing cocaine. Let me do some cocaine. No, you have my boundary, my standard. I know. I, I just came to dance. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you didn't I, come for the glitter and the, and the saucy. Yeah, I ain't come dances. for all that. Okay. I just I just came to dance. That's it. I ain't, okay. I, ain't, I ain't pulling off no clothes. I ain't fucking nothing. Okay. I just came to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? But now the party went a little left, so it's time for me to go. You know what I'm saying? And that's just it's and it's okay. So don't be upset that you have standards and morals okay. and integrity. 
Okay. And respect for yourself. Don't don't ever let nobody shame you and think that's a bad thing. And that's my keep it 100. Mm. So winner or loser time, Queen Germ, do you have any winners? Yes, my winner this week is Mr. Anthony Fernandez. He is one of the patients that have uh, been a part of a study of a new weight loss um, drug. And it's because, not just because of him being a good um participant in the study it's because he helped them also analyze how the drug itself was working of course we know that a lot of these diabetic drugs are out here on the market are now being used as weight loss drugs and they didn't really know why or how it was helping the people lose weight but with his background in chemistry he was able to help break down the mechanism of one of the newest drugs on the market that's helping to turn off the brain as far as like letting the brain uh, know that the person is actually full. So it's acting as a uh, appetite suppressant and allowing many people who overeat to gain control over that. So he was a, um, a pivotal person as it pertains to how the shift in this research has occurred and his work and his expertise has been uh, used to get this drug on the market for other people to get control of their weight all right well my winner is whoever those prisoners were in the prison that stabbed up larry nasser y'all my winners y'all stabbed the fuck out that man now if y'all know who larry nasser is he's that uh doctor that was uh put in prison for physically assaulting all the girls on the united states gymnastics gymnastics team so y'all my winners for stabbing the fuck out that man he got what he deserved y'all didn't kill him Y'all wounded that nigga. Y'all poked the shit out that nigga. So shout out to y'all. Y'all, hey, look, just keep stabbing him every month. When soon as he heal up from these stab wounds, stab his ass again. Every time he heal up, stab that motherfucker again. Don't kill him. Just keep stabbing that motherfucker and make all his years miserable. All right? You got any losers, Queen Jerry? Yeah, my loser this week is going to be Farmers Insurance. Uh, they dropped over 100,000 policies in Florida. A lot of insurance companies are starting to do some shady business as it pertains to covering Florida residents. Um, I get it that a lot of people um, don't want to trust it because Florida has some uh, rough weather, uh, like a lot of other states in this um, region of the country. But, um, you know... Either the premiums are going sky high and people can't afford them or they're limiting some of the coverage that they are providing. But uh, be, you know, every year check what your um, insurance company may have changed on your policy, especially for homeowners or renters insurances, so that you can make sure that your coverage is intact just in case you ever need it. But farmers insurance got to be my loser this week because uh, everybody need their coverage. They pay the premiums. I understand that it's a business, but sometimes the businesses have to take a loss to cover for the, for the regular people who have made you millions and millions of dollars along the way. So every now and then y'all could take a loss so that the people can eat and, you know, survive this various tragedies that they have to, you know, live through. All right. Uh, well, my loser is a Maryland man that was arrested for murder of a 73-year-old woman using a stolen forklift in Home Depot parking lot. That was a lot. That's a great read story. A Maryland man has been arrested and charged with first-degree murder for allegedly killing a 73-year-old woman with a forklift. Investigators say Bryce Caleb Timothy Brown. Good gosh. 
20, broke into a Lowe's home improvement store in Waldorf, Maryland, and stole a forklift. The man then allegedly rammed the forklift through the back gates of the store and entered the parking lot of a nearby Home Depot where Gloria Steen Pinckney was sleeping in her car. According to the press release, Brown hit Pinckney's car with the forklift, waking her up and prompting her to get out and run away. Uh, Brown then chased her after... Did Brown then chased after her with the forklift and ran her over before stealing her car and fleeing. Uh, shortly after the incident occurred, detectives report they responded to a call of a burglary in progress at Lowe's at 12.04 a.m. on Sunday. Upon arrival, they discovered the scene in the nearby Home Depot parking lot where they found Pinckney underneath the forklift. Uh, Pinckney was pronounced dead at the scene. It was later determined by investigators that the victim and suspect did not know each other, although both were from Waldorf. Um, so later that day, after pursuing leads, authorities found the victim's vehicle near Brown's home. Brown was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, second-degree murder, assault, theft, and related charges, according to the Charles County Sheriff's Office. He's currently being held without bond, and it's unclear if he has obtained legal counsel yet. Nigga, you don't need no legal counsel. Your ass guilty. So you my loser, nigga. First of all, this nigga crazy. You stole a forklift. Then you just rammed it into this lady car because she was sleeping. Like, what was the purpose? Bro, like, hey, maybe that old lady put that wop on him. And he, and he, he and don't she know each other. And she cut that nigga off. Hey, that's the story now. Not yeah. if she's sleeping in the car. She ain't whopping up nothing. Hey, you don't know. You don't know. She might have been working there or something. And that little young man, she put that thing on him. And did he work there? I don't know. We don't know what he did. But he he, he knew they had a forklift, though. But that's got to be a bad way to die. You got ran over by a forklift, nigga? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a lot going on right now. Oh, God. But you know the next thing they'll say, they'll use that the man has some kind of mental health problem. And see, that's the thing. I got a problem with Black people with don't that. get to use it. Well, they, they using it more than they ever yeah, have before. Yeah, black people don't get to use mental health. Like, mm-mm. They, 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 they getting to they use it. They throw us in prison. They just like, ah, nah, prison is solve all Yeah, they'll solve all of it. <laughs> they got to keep them in solitary confinement. Prison but, is ass. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't know, but he looks strange yeah. on that mugshot picture. Mm. Queen Jerome, we have now ran down all the topics. This is the time of the show where I ask you, do you have any shout outs? And you know I do. I want to shout out Pam and the fam, the Johnson Five, the lunch crew, and the front porch, and of course, my girl KY No Jelly, and anybody that's representing the 912. That's Savannah, Georgia, y'all. I represent my city, Nurgle. Shout out to a little something like this. I'm going to start out with since today is the seventh month and the 11th day, I got to give a shout out to my homeboy, my dog, Rock Jones. Happy birthday. Okay. So shout out to Rock Jones. It's his birthday. Young, young ass boy. Then the rest of my shout out list before I forgot. I said we get it out first because I forgot to do it earlier. We get the rest of my shout out. Shout out to Saul Wright, uh, GQ Blue, Short T. Short T. Ruler Myself, Rick James Bitch, RT3, Maniga J. Will, uh, CG24, Texas T. Uh, Light Skin Kanye, Drew from D.C., Gerard from Boston, Stack Static, MJ Money 9S, Pepe J from B-More, Steph from B-More, uh, Sleazy the Black Farmer, Amazing AP, Nanita. Shout out to them. They came by this week. Everybody over that site to fuck with the kid. Doc Claw, all the gang. Uh, no Man Gang in the building. Dom Dot, all the boys. Um, any other podcasters to fuck with us. Uh, shout out to 12 Cow, 12 Cow Podcast, Eclectic and the EDP. Uh, Corey Dosecki, I'm something else. Power Lunch Hour. Uh, Pork L. Shout out to L. Happy birthday, L. 
the Miss Mini Meeks, the Cool Out Corner. Uh, shout out to Dr. Brace of everybody, Dr. Brace Network, uh, Uncle Dolomite, Too Much Game, uh, Harrison, 8 More 92, uh, JR of WVN Commonplace, J. Christian, Cognac Room, uh, Mind Triggers, Morio, Sound of My Voice. Uh, who else? We got Rodis, Rodis Live. We got Big Smash. Um, we Need to Talk 23, All on the Table. Shout out to all Raw and them. Um, shout out to Flan. Shout out to any other podcast of the fuck with us. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Papa Dash, Daughter Dash, my nigga Verb, and anybody else to fuck with us the long way, the short way, or no way at all, man. Shout out to y'all. Well, Queen Germ, another show is in the books. It's in the books. It's time for you to get your show ready. Okay. So, after having a great week and being exposed to a new level of niggerdom, I guess it would be safe to say that I'll rate the show a nine. Alrighty. Well, since today is 7-Eleven, and you add that up, you get... Nine. This is our episode number. Nine. So I'm going to get my show at eight, because Kobe were eight. Mm. <laughs> Thought we were going somewhere here. But apparently we were not. Oh, man. Well, y'all know the rules. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to Pod and Save Our Marriage and all podcast readers. Don't forget about sending the email, comments, concerns to our Twitter or our Instagram or our email. Don't forget to go check out some merch. Don't forget to go check out our sponsors, papastop.com and Mason Jar Money. Don't forget to come back next week, bitch. And that's it. So, on behalf of everyone here at the PSOM Studios, it's your boy King Germ. And it's your girl Queen Germ. And we're showing y'all how Potten saved our marriage. Peace. Peace.